This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook. I'm Dan Roberts, your host. And just last week, if you're one of our faithful listeners, you'll remember that we were talking about the sports streaming wars, one of my favorite topics. And There's news every week in this space. Uh, Every week there's a new deal signed by someone. In many cases it's uh, online entities, Amazon, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube TV, of course YouTube owned by Google, that announce a new deal to stream, say, 10 games of this sport or we've cut a deal with this league and we're paying this much. Sometimes it isn't the online-only giants. Sometimes it's traditional broadcasters, traditional cable companies that are launching streaming products. Last week, Miles Udland and I were discussing ESPN's new ESPN Plus product, which is Disney's first-ever direct-to-consumer offering. Uh, ESPN Plus, of course, as we went over, it isn't an HBO Go type of product. It isn't everything on ESPN, the cable channel, but streaming. In fact, nothing on ESPN Plus is on ESPN, the TV channel. It's additive. It's stuff that isn't on the TV channel. Uh, It has the entire library of 30 for 30 movies. It has a ton of college sports. It has niche sports like rugby, uh, cricket, things like that. So into this mix, we have more big news this week in the streaming wars. Uh, Perform Group, which is a company that American sports fans definitely haven't heard of and don't know. Uh, It is the quiet, behind-the-scenes owner of a number of digital sports news sites, including Goal.com, which is the biggest soccer news site in the world, and here in the U.S., The Sporting News. A lot of people know Sporting News. That's a better-known brand. The owner is Perform Group. The news this week, Perform Group, which has a sports streaming platform outside the U.S., Dazone. It's actually written as D-A-Z-N. I think it's a kind of funky name, but it's pronounced Dazone. Dazone has grown very quickly outside the U.S. In Canada, it streams all NFL games. Uh, In Japan, it just launched, and baseball is very popular there. They love Major League Baseball in Japan, but it doesn't exist in the U.S. yet. The news this week, Perform Group has invested a billion dollars with a B with the U.K. boxing promoter Eddie Hearn to stream boxing in the U.S. on DAZN. So, of course, to me, the significant news here isn't the boxing per se. It's DAZN launching in the U.S., a sports streaming subscription platform that has existed outside the U.S., coming to America, where obviously, as we discuss, the market for this stuff is very crowded. There are now a number of different platforms and offerings. I mean, it can make your head spin. So one more big one is coming, and that is DAZN. Uh, It will have additional sports, not just boxing, but obviously the big marquee product is this boxing deal. Uh, As part of the deal, this boxing promotions company, Matchroom Boxing, which is Eddie Hearn's company, will hold 16 boxing fights per year in the U.S., and the only way to watch those fights will be on DAZN. They'll be exclusively streamed on DAZN. Uh, Now, the company isn't sharing pricing yet, but as a model, let's look at Canada. DAZN costs $20 a month in Canada. So if you are a big boxing fan, this sounds pretty good. If you are a regular sports fan who say isn't that into boxing, that's me. Let's use me as, as an example. Of course, I watch the big fight per year. There's always one big one, you know, whether it's uh, Mayweather Pacquiao or whether it's um, Canelo Alvarez, uh, who I like a lot, Saul Canelo Alvarez. He was in a big fight recently that was highly promoted, uh, was a little disappointing, versus Triple G. Uh, You know, they called it a draw, I believe. Uh, 
Other than those fights, if you are a bigger boxing fan, this is exciting. If you only watch the big fights, this is a riskier gambit. You know, I asked the CEO, Simon Denyer of Perform Group, who came in here and spoke to Yahoo Finance exclusively, why launch in the U.S. with boxing? And uh, his answer was kind of interesting. He said that in the U.K. it's bigger, and in the U.S. it is not as big, and that's because there aren't enough fights, and the fights they do aren't good enough. That's his take. Uh, we had him in for a kind of long, exclusive sit-down, and we talked a lot about a number of things, not just boxing, but whether DAZN can compete in this very crowded U.S. streaming market. And then, most notably, for some of our listeners, if you are a follower of ESPN's business, this same company, Perform Group, announced this week that it has hired John Skipper as its executive chairman. Now, John Skipper, of course, was the longtime president of ESPN, had to step down from his job at ESPN recently, citing um, drug abuse issues. And that was very controversial and, and highly covered. And so he's already landed a new gig. He'll be at this British company, Perform Group. And now all the pieces start to come together. You see why this makes sense. You see why they would hire a former ESPN executive when they're about to try to launch in the U.S. So without further ado, I think it's worth playing our full interview with Simon Denyer. He is the CEO of Perform Group. And here's that interview. Hi, Simon. Hi, how are you doing? So, good, thank you. Uh, tell me about the news you're announcing today, this big $1 billion deal that involves boxing, and that's going to allow you to bring DAZN to the U.S.? Yeah, that's, that's the first thing we're announcing here in the U.S. We're putting a billion dollars into boxing. We're setting up a new boxing promoter with a guy called Eddie Hearn, who's the biggest boxing promoter in Europe. And the main commitment we're making is billion dollars in rights fees over eight years. We're going to do 16 shows in the U.S., all the major cities in the U.S., and we want to do big fights, big fights that might typically have been on pay-per-view, costing 70, 80 bucks. We're going to take them all off pay-per-view. We're going to put them all on zone. One monthly fee, affordable price. You can watch all the best boxing, not just from here in the US. We're going to have boxing from all around the world as well. So that's the first thing we're announcing. And uh, the service is going to launch later in the summer here in the US. Uh, there'll be a lot more news then about other sports and what else we're going to have on there. But we want, bo we want to get the boxing news out there because we want to start confirming venues, confirming fighters, building up a stable, all that kind of stuff. Now, what is the thinking with boxing being the first kind of marquee sport that you're going to launch in the U.S. with? Have you kind of looked at the American market? You think that boxing can grow? Of course, there's a lot of skepticism right now about the future of boxing as a sport. I think we, we look at whenever we're launching, we launch all around the world, we look at a market and go, what, what is there that's undervalued? There's no point just competing for stuff that's overvalued. Boxing, if you look at what's happened in the UK, boxing has had a huge comeback. They're selling out 90,000 seats of venues. They're doing more than a million pay-per-views uh, for every single fight, and that's in a market where there's only 60 million people. Boxing in the, in the US is now behind the UK. The shows aren't good enough. There aren't enough of them. The pay-per-view's too expensive. It's yes. like 70, 90 bucks. It's kind of eaten itself alive, and the whole thing needs revitalizing. And there's no point doing it fight by fight. The only way to do it is say, we're here, we're going to do eight years, 16 shows a year, because eight years is the career of a good boxer. So, yeah. so we, if you join us, if you join Matchroom, you come onto the zone, we're, gonna, we're not going to be around, you know, we're going to be around for eight years. You're going to get a good career, you're going to get a good payday every few months. So bo boxing is just really undervalued, and, and that's a good place to start. But we're also going to have a lot of other international sports from around the world, some U.S. sports as well. As a lot of U.S. sports become available, 2020, 21, college, and some of the other uh, major sports. So it's about building up a 
profile, using boxing, using all of our sports from around the world, getting ourselves in position for when some of the bigger stuff comes up in a couple of years. Now, you'll be trying to get boxers to join you. Uh, someone else just joined you guys. That is John Skipper, who is the yes. former president of ESPN. The news just came out this week that he right. is now the executive chairman of Perform. Tell me about that hire. The timing starts to look like it makes sense. Bring him on. Build up this business in the U.S. Yeah, no, I mean, we... We're 10 years old, but we've only ever done digital. We're a streaming company, you know, like Yahoo is. We've, we've never been a sports broadcaster, and somehow we've ended up becoming one of the biggest sports broadcasters in the world. So it's a good idea to hire someone who's done it before. Um, obviously, John became available end of last year. We started talking to him three or four weeks ago. As soon as he saw what we, what we were planning, not just here in the U.S., but around the world, he just said, I want to be part of this. He's a bit like me and the rest of our team. He just wants to work in sport. He wants to work in media. He wants to do the next big thing. Um, so it's just a perfect fit. And we need, you know, we need him to launch in the US. We are a British company originally. We've got offices now all around the world. Um, only 80% of our revenues come from around the world now. Only 20% is in the UK. But, you know, US is going to be our biggest ever market. We need to have a lot more experience, a lot more knowledge from the US. It was just perfect timing, perfect fit. The competition in this market, the sports streaming race, is so hot, so crowded now in the States. I mean, almost every week I'm writing about some new announcement of a new streaming option, a new streaming product. Uh, what lessons have you learned from growing DAZN outside the U.S.? And what do you think when you look at who's doing it now in the U.S.? Uh, what do you see competitors doing that you think works, what doesn't work? I mean, the, all the competition we've seen outside the U.S. has been from traditional TV broadcasters, pay TV, cable, satellite. And the one thing we've learned is just keep it simple, keep it clean. So we're just going for high-quality content, lots of volume, low price, no contract. And that's what gets sports fans excited. And, and we can do it differently because we've got no other agenda. We don't have any channels. We don't have any other businesses we need to look after. Mm. We're just trying to sell as many subs at the right price to as many people. So the one thing about us is we're coming with a very clean, simple proposition. A lot of the other guys have got another business that they're supporting or doing. Um, for me, streaming and competition is its a strange concept because it's not like cable TV. You only have one cable TV subscription in your house because it costs you 150, 180 bucks. Streaming services, everyone's got loads of them. There's 220 million OTT subscriptions here in the US. There's only 110 million households. So that means everyone's got <laughs> two or most people have got three or four. So if most people have got at least two, maybe three, then that's fine. You churn off cable, you save yourself 150 bucks, you buy Netflix, you spend a bit of money on Amazon Prime, you can easily buy ESPN Plus and DAZN and you've still saved yourself 100 bucks. So although we will have competitors also streaming sport, we want them to succeed as well, bizarrely, because mm. the competitor for us, or Amazon or Netflix, is not each other. The competitor is the cable bundle. We want less people spending 150 bucks on their cable. We'd rather they spend that money across four or five different OT subs. And if they want to buy ESPN Plus and spend a bit of money on Amazon Prime as well, and us, it's, it's great. It's like rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly, yeah, definitely. I actually wonder, it's funny you mentioned how many packages there are now. I think about that a lot. You're paying for Hulu, you're paying for Amazon Prime, you're paying for Netflix. Eventually, I wonder if the pendulum might swing back and people realize, well, maybe I'll just pay for cable after all. I, I think they rebundle. I think in the, in the US, you, you can see how it's heading that way because you've got the tech platforms and you've got the media companies now launching their own OTT services and you've got completely independent people like us. Um, I think it's pretty unique in the, in the US that you've got so many OTT services in Europe. Uh, and Asia, it's mainly us, 
uh, doing sport, Netflix doing kind of TV and entertainment with Amazon, and there might only be one or two local language, German language or Japanese language OTT services. So there's maybe only four or five in other territories. I think the US is just such a huge market. OTT, everyone knows OTT is booming. I, I think in the US, inevitably, like there is in the rest of the media, there's going to have to be some consolidation. Because otherwise, yeah, you could turn off your $150 cable subscription and end up spending $150 across 10 different OTT services. So I think there will have to be some form of consolidation. But for the next few years, it's going to be about um, lots of different launches, lots of exciting new services. And at the end of the day, the fans can choose. You know, if you want to buy something for your kids and something for yourself and you want to cancel something else, it's up to each household to make their own decisions. You know, you're not having to buy it all in one bundle now. So you can end up spending more or you can spend up less. Now, finally, uh, more people in the U.S. will probably discover the name Perform once DAZN comes to the U.S. Now, Perform Group also has a media division that actually, I think, kind of quietly owns a number of sports news websites, yep. Goal.com and also Sporting News in the right. U.S. Uh, how do those feed into the business now? How are you approaching the future of those, especially with so much change in digital media? I mean, I know that from being a Yahoo. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we are, I mean, in many instances, we're like Yahoo. We're a, we're a pure digital publisher. Goal is, goal is the kind of Yahoo of soccer. So we cover every major soccer league, all the scores, all the results, all the editorial from everywhere around the world. It's about 100 million people a month use Goal around the world. Um, and then Sporting News is our kind of US sports brand because we needed a brand that could cover NFL, NBA, NHL, not just here in the US, but also in other markets where the US sports are big. So in the UK, Canada, Japan, Australia, where the US sports Sports are popular and what we're doing there is is we're building up large user bases reading about our sports for free because we want to know how many people will end up buying a DAZN subscription so if we know we've got 10 million people in Germany reading about soccer leagues and the NBA and the NFL and we own the rights to all of those leagues in Germany then we know of those 10 million people we can probably sell one or two million subscriptions to the zone so it's like a feeder business um, we sell advertising there's an ad funded angle to it as well so especially around the World Cup obviously we get a lot of sponsorship money from all the big soccer brands because goals the biggest website in the world for the for the for the, for the World Cup but it's also feeding it's, it's capturing data on what sports fans are interested in, what they're reading about frequently. And then we can, when we launched his own, we know, hang on, well, this guy has read three articles a week about the Premier League, two articles a week about the league, and he obviously likes NBA and NFL as well. We've got the rights to all of those leagues. He's going to buy a sub. So it all feeds off each, each other, and uh, it kind of helps us build up all areas of the business together. All right, well, we'll see how DAZN does in the US. Thanks, okay. Simon. Brilliant, thanks. Okay, that was Simon Denyer, CEO of Perform Group. Uh, a lot to unpack there. I personally think this is really interesting, not just because this is a uh, European sports streaming player now invading the U.S., trying its hand. Let's see how it goes. Uh, as I said earlier, no one knows Perform Group, and certainly in America, no one knows DAZN. They don't know that name. Uh, by the way, you know, we can also debate the merits of the name. It's it's an interesting choice of name for a consumer-facing product. It's written as D-A-Z-N. If people don't know that it's pronounced Dazon, they see it and they might think, what is D-A-Z-N? Or you might pronounce it Dazen? Dazen? I don't know. Uh, I just don't think it's the best name. But we'll see how it does. Uh, it has been called outside the U.S. the Netflix of sports, which is a, a big tagline. You know, that's, that's high praise. 
Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, he, he's pretty convincing. I, I think that Denyer makes a good case for why they're going to have success. Uh, again, if you're a boxing fan, pay-per-view is just so cost prohibitive. Even when it's a big, big fight like a Mayweather-Pacquiao, the experience with pay-per-view isn't good. Uh, it's so expensive and some of the fights disappoint. And then often the streaming doesn't work. Uh, there was a big... Uh, marquee fight recently. I'm going to forget which one it was, but my friends and I were at a cabin in upstate New York. We paid to stream it through Showtime uh, online on, on a laptop, and it didn't work. The stream failed, and I was outraged. And eventually they refunded my money, but I would have rather watched the fight and seen the fight properly. So if DAZN can offer a better product on Apple TV or on mobile phones, terrific. Uh, I do think they're going to face a, a tough road. Uh, it's a very crowded market. I think they're going to have a challenge, and part of the challenge is getting that name established, uh, bringing U.S. sports fans to understand and know and recognize right away those four letters and know what DAZN is. Now, by the way, briefly, some more background on Perform Group. It's an interesting company. It's one I wrote about back in the summer because of what Perform is doing with those digital media assets it owns, including Sporting News. I did a big deep dive story about how Sporting News has really uh, declined in the last few years. And I'm not commenting on the quality of the reporting or anything like that, although that, too, has been an issue. You know, it's, it's a lot of short, quick hit aggregation stuff, clickbait. But a lot of it is just they've laid off a lot of their writers. They've made big cuts. And when you go to the site, it's plastered in promotions for, surprise, DAZN. And I was uh, lucky enough to get access to the CEO of Perform Media. So obviously Perform Media is within Perform Group. And I sat down with this guy, Juan Delgado, and he basically defended it. But he also didn't deny that Perform is now very overtly using the sports news websites it owns, mainly as promotional vehicles for DAZN. Meaning, you go and you read a story at Sporting News about the NFL, and on the side are ads for DAZN, and at the end of the story on the NFL, they say, you can stream NFL games on DAZN, our streaming platform. Click here to subscribe. Uh, and some would say, well, hey, that's business, you know, but others, a lot of journalists and media types say, yeah, that's kind of, that's a shame. They're really subverting it. Uh, you know, and if you want to read this story online, which got a lot of attention in media circles, the headline is how British owners turned America's oldest sports publication upside down. Sporting News, by the way, is the oldest sports publication in America. It started out as a print newspaper. Then it went digital only. Uh, for a while, it was a magazine. And now it's just this website. Uh, and all the videos come from DAZN. So you start to see how Perform is really using everything it owns basically to bet the farm on DAZN. So would you subscribe to DAZN? Uh, as I said, $20 a month in Canada. We don't know what the pricing will be in the U.S. It's likely to launch here in the States this summer, the company says. And Perform Group also says that when it launches this summer, DAZN will offer additional sports, not just boxing. But obviously boxing is the big bet, the $1 billion bet. Would you subscribe? Are you interested? Are you excited? What are your current paying subscriptions for sports. Uh, have you watched the NFL on Amazon Prime? Did you watch the NFL when it was streaming on Twitter? Do you subscribe to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Sony PlayStation View, Sling TV, uh, AT&T DirecTV Now? The number of these options is dizzying. What's your take? What is your sports streaming appetite? I want to know. Tweet us, comment, email us, whatever. And this is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember always to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We'd appreciate it. We're on all the platforms, and we come out every Thursday morning. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.